Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. A conversation that's been taking place for many years in this country, especially if you look at um, the central Kenya region. Remember Governor Babayao and him saying, you know what, I'm going to come and close the bars. And he led the operation himself to go and shut bars down. And um, the other one where, you know, communities coming together and just making noise and wondering, so how come this is happening? We have a proliferation of some other unscrupulous kind of drink that people are just taking one sip and they are done. One sip and they are gone. And you're wondering, why is this happening? So these conversations have taken place. The president, the former president, Uhuru Kenyatta, even hosting a meeting in State House and saying, we have got to deal with the problem of alcohol in this country. We must deal with it. This time, it's come up with the deputy president regarding Ashago. And just recently, he was talking about the same thing and saying, we have a problem with alcohol in this country. And if, especially if you look at many of our counties, remember the senator for Kericho County, Aaron Cheruyot, mm -hmm. personally leading a campaign against some certain brewers or, and, uh, and, distillers. and distillers of alcoholic drinks and saying, these guys are spoiling our youth. Mm. So it's a big problem in the country. Nakada was established because of alcoholism. In fact, the first boss of Nakada, the former PC, Joseph Kagode, used to say, our big problem in this country with substance abuse is actually alcohol abuse. Many years ago, more than 10 years ago. So we are still at that conversation. Now, Regiji has come and said, you know what, eh? I'm an honest man. I sleep late. I wake up early. I don't take alcohol. Why should you? Eh? Well, he has said it. <laughs> he sleeps early, wakes up early. Mm. He doesn't take alcohol. Yeah. So does he want us to give him our own testimony? Mm. We don't sleep early. <laughs> we don't wake up late. This is how we operate. So he's basically proposing to the counties. You know, the counties are the ones that uh, license the liquor licensing boards in the counties and saying, you look, in some areas, you are finding that um, you are receiving so many applications for restaurants so many applications for bars, so many applications for things that are called nightclubs. And you're like licensing all of them. Start restricting these things. It's better for the community. It's better for the for people to see you go to a certain town and it's not just bar, 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 church. Bar, church, bar, 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 church. Butchery. Boarding and lodging. Boarding and, lo boarding and lodging is behind the bar. And the butchery. Up Oinje is boarding and lodging. You can sleep forever. You know, you know. every time I hear these stories, uh, Erica, mm. the thing that comes to mind is that the focus, it doesn't matter whether it was the former president Uhuru Kenyatta or the people who dealt with it, mm. the focus is on the symptom, not the problem. The question is why is it that there is excessive consumption of alcohol? That's the question. Not consumption. Mm. Excessive. Yes. Why is it? Why is and it? why do we see it among the youth? What we call unscrupulous businessmen see an opportunity. And this thing didn't begin yesterday. This thing began a long time ago. There were even licensed institutions that produced alcohol in this country 
and there was a hue and cry about some of the products that they had. Mm. Huge hue and cry. Now, alcohol in many, many communities have been a social product that people consume responsibly. But look at the way we handle alcohol. Look at the way we treat issues around alcohol. Yeah. You begin by demonizing the product and then everything from that point onwards just goes downhill. Just Instead goes. of addressing it responsibly and saying, okay, folks, this is what we need to consider about this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our guest is uh, Michael Mudami. He's the national chairman of the Pubs, Entertainment, Joint and Restaurants Association of Kenya, Perak. He's in the studio. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, morning. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Karibu sana. Pole, you got late. You know, this thing of expressway, exit, uh, entering, <laughs> it gets everybody. Uh, but it's good to have you here. Thank you. At least uh, traffic maybe shows this uh, money in people's pockets. Mm. Mm. Yes, which is, uh, which is good for our bottom lines. Uh, the best <laughs> indicator of money in people's pockets is your bottom line. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and traffic jams. Yeah. It means people are driving. People are driving. And many too. Yeah. And men, mm-hmm. and how much pubs are making uh, in a single day? Pubs are not doing too well at the moment, but uh, we are hoping. Mm. Yes, pubs are not doing too well at the moment. No, well, like everything else, I uh, think uh, what is not the amount doing of too well? money in people's pockets mm. is you cannot compare uh, what's happening now mm. with the amount of steel closures happening. You saw yesterday in Jogona's closing, so it's it's just across the board. So we are hanging on. Yeah. Everybody's suffering a little bit of something. Economy's not doing too well. Everybody's struggling a little bit. The last time you were here, there was an issue because in Nairobi, they said, okay, look, we're going to only operate till a certain time. And it's barely a month, two months down the line. And now the deputy president is saying, okay, even those of you who are there, let's just restrict it in towns to one, one licensed one. So it seems as though he, you guys he, have been taking... He went back on his words. Heat after heat. <laughs> a bit, please. Mm. He went back on his words mm. and clarified mm. and blamed it, obviously, on the media. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> eh? So what, did he, what, did he, what is he the latest? What did he mean to say? <laughs> uh, I cannot put words in his mouth. Eh. But I think what he was talking about was, uh, was uh, what he deemed to be the problem, mm. which... To be honest, we do not deem to be the problem. Mm-hmm. Which I thought he, he said he was thinking that there is uh, clubs that are there 24 hours, people are drinking all night, and uh, that's not the case. These people is talking about the young men, and now sadly women who are in, uh, inflicted with this sad state which we have of uh, he was talking about alcoholism as a problem, although I don't like to talk about that, mm. is that uh, they are drinking is not you'll find someone drunk yes in those two small towns in the morning mm. nine o'clock he's not been drinking the whole night or she's not been drinking the whole night mm. they have woken up in the morning to go drink mm. and they have looked for majority of them i'd say go as far as 80 to 90 percent of those people have drunk from an unlicensed joint first of all okay the alcohol they're drinking is illicit mm-hmm. I'd say 75% of the time is illicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person uh, Rigiji is going for mm. and discussing, 
I think they have to do some sort of check behind where they're getting the alcohol from. But, but is that a problem, drinking. Michael? Huge, huge problem? problem. And so is it possible that that is the premise from which he's coming from? That you go into some of these communities and you see people, it doesn't matter if you wake up in the morning at five o'clock and go take a shot of something, there's an issue, Yes. right? And if, but he's if a, he's, the being, people he's sorry, attacking, let me just, sorry. Uh, so if people are coming out and doing this and we see a proliferation of it, yes. that's a problem. But are you saying now the connect is the people then who are properly licensed should not all be bundled up now in this problem? Yes, because it's not us who are creating that problem. Mm. First of all, let's help each other with Rigi and the government and everything. The huge problem, they have a huge problem right now is collecting money. Who? The government. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are looking, that's why they are trying to raise our taxes on everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um as it stands the taxes they could be collecting from these counterfeit and illicit products that these people are now drinking in order to get them where they are okay. um i was hearing some i actually did some investigation into this we are looking at a hundred billion shillings a year in kenya that is on counterfeit when we go further to add on um that is all 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 items yeah that are counterfeit it's about 100 billion that's afflicting our our country at the moment <laughs> when you go to add the ones with fake stamps mm. you go to add the illicit ones you go towards the what they call is it, they call, is it unregulated or something like that mm. it goes to almost a trillion shillings that's where the money is why can't you look for the money there that by this i mean this is on everything yeah? mm. yes it's when you come to alcohol yeah. i'll give it a figure it's 86 billion a year okay where are they sold they're sold in pubs are no, they, or are they sold that in is homes? the whole problem where are they these sold? are unlicensed little little places pubs. and, and the we're holding the walls hidden places are you where sure hundred percent are you this, telling me michael that there are right, no pubs while parliament last year no pubs this. that are licensed that uh -huh. have a permit from the local authority okay. to operate a liquor license okay that none of them sells counterfeit gray illicit alcohol I mean, obviously there is going you're gonna find one or two jambazis in the area you know i think hundred percent what he's asking is are you sure it's just one or two ah for sure because let me tell you something mm. the one thing <coughs> i give these big companies like ebl and whatever mm. when you look at uh the the senator keg places yeah uh to keep their markets and to keep their products being sold in those places mm. they have got a better <laughs> detective guys in there in their security DD, mm. than even the government so to sell that illicit there i will be caught quick smart mm -hmm. so you get uh i don't know whether we have also obviously people closing their eyes to a few things because of corruption and yeah. whatever it is you have but consider this our gray our 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 counterfeit uh sorry illicit market on alcohol in this country is 50 percent say that again 50 percent okay so just, sorry uh, let's yeah. just clarify uh, this. Illicit. Just say, no, explain so when you say uh, the content is 50 percent meaning the alcohol that is available in the market mm. today half of it is half illicit. of it is illicit half of it is illicit yes okay 
because and it's only sold in but majority let's be honest um we we are pretty i'm not going to go all the way to buy the licenses to do everything mm. to pay for all those things and then put a counterfeit it is it's against it does not even make sense how do you know it's counterfeit to begin with because if 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 it if if there's a bottle yeah and the drink is green in color and the label is the same uh, how do you tell it's counterfeit uh a maestro or connoisseur <laughs> okay <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> through tastes okay that's one um the after effects of after effect. some differences obviously so as a seller how would you bottles. know as a seller i suppose you'd have experience on one hand mm. feedback from your customers in case there was a mistake on the on the on the line <laughs> or somewhere it's mm. the truth mm. but majority of those things are sold knowingly mm. All this what we were calling is it fourth generation alcohol and whatever where people were going around collecting bottles mm-hmm. and then refilling them yeah we had the alcohol coming from Tanzania at night through the porous border mm. when we had an issue with the, I remember there's a time we had an issue with the Jameson mm. like five years ago when they're coming with the trailers from Tanzania seriously mm. yeah? so this is a problem from within the government uh these officials obviously who are being paid off all that is happening yes as an association because now you bring together it's a membership uh, association yes, it's a BMO. pubs restaurants and entertainment joints yes they come together and they join this association for various reasons among them advocacy and others yes do you have measures of ensuring that all your members adhere to the said laws and stipulation stipulated laws that you can also even point out even non-members who are doing bad business that there's a reporting mechanism okay if we talk about our association itself we've got an ethics document which you sign when you come in yeah and give some sort of uh, undertaking, undertaking to, to live by the code yes. and yeah like, and do clean business and, yes mm. But if we are honest, uh, we have a lot of unscrupulous people out there. Okay. And uh, all the way through our, I think, value chains, be it alcohol, food, what we are busy eating bad food. It be, it's just something very sad, I think, when I was younger, I don't think this was there. Mm-hmm. It's just we have lost that Utu, I think, amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we have people whose just mindset is only about making the money. money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when the deputy president says, let's you as local authorities, as the liquor licensing boards, check the number of establishments that you license to operate as bars and as nightclubs. What's wrong with that? Why are you getting involved with open markets? Is it your job as a government? Because but your plof- job as a government is a re- you're a regulator. That's why you're a licensing The proliferation board. of bars mm. does not mean more people drink. And that's a fallacy. Mm. What does it mean? Yeah. Just because here there would be a line of 10 <laughs> supermarkets doesn't mean there's more people shopping. You just, just told means, us if there are more cars on the road, there's more money. I mean, yeah, in people's <laughs> pockets. You're using that people's logic. people's pockets, though, <laughs> that is not the same at all. <laughs> Apples and oranges. If there's a line of supermarkets here, 20 of them, mm. That doesn't mean that there are going to be more. It just means that me as a customer, I now have choice. And the person who's giving the best experience or whatever is the one who will get the clients. You know, You'll find a bar there, it will be closed by attrition, not by government regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have the nice chairs. 
you'll not have customers for three months. You'll close yourself. Mm. Yeah. But you know, why is government trying to get involved in open market? Okay. But, why? but Michael, the the um, the example you've given of supermarkets or any business for that matter, mm. any business, serious business individual will do a great deal of fact finding before not only open an establishment but at a certain location. Okay. Now, because that is the case, are you saying, therefore, that when it comes to the business that you yourself are in, that this is not done, that they open simply because maybe somebody has money, is thinking of what business to do, and so they open a pub? 100%. We have a very big issue with that in our business, where everyone who's retiring thinking, what do I do? Do I buy a matatu? Do I open a bar? It is a problem we have, mm -hmm. and that's why one of our major advocacy things is about pushing for um, investment in education to the, to people who are even retiring and whatever to give them. We have a program for Bauna training. Mm. You come, we teach you because maybe this is not for you. The issue we have the professionalism in this business. I say people who are I'm in the hospitality industry. Yep. Out of a hundred percent, we have maybe forty-five. The rest are just pure investors. 55% are just people who have money. Who, they are looking for a return. Yes. Okay. Now, using the same logic of attrition, if they get into that business without putting in everything else in place, customer will move. Will move. Customer will not be with them. And so when you see them uh, proliferating and opening and remaining open for a year, it's because customer has come. Yes. For one reason or the other. Maybe, yeah, you have you don't have good stools, but you have cheaper alcohol for whatever reason. It could be the counterfeit one or you have better service. Whatever reason, it's keeping that pub open. Now, that is what you're calling the open market. I mean, it's a free market economy. Let it all thrive. But then how do you balance that and the scourge in the society? If there's an issue of the ease with which people are accessing alcohol. Now, thank you very much. You brought up a very valid point. The ease which you have said of people um, getting uh, or accessing alcohol mm. has nothing to do with the number of bars mm. or what it is. It has to do with the, the administration that is in place mm -hmm. affecting the rules that are already there mm. the issue now they have there's a bar there he's got an 11 p.m license yeah chief policy what to amekula pesa that bar is open until 12 or mm. 1. Mm. or the next who's 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 who's, who's the, enforcing who's the problem here mm. it's the enforcement yes so we also have to come to terms so we're we also saying that it does even if there was look if you're not tightening the rules even if there was one bar in the community people are still going to find a way to get this in fact it's going to be worse alcohol right it can because be an entire now, that bar can be an entire street it's yeah, the same bar one bar yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. kilometer long of yeah. bar but right. that already that the 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 issues i have with that already are gargantuan mm. because what we are doing is we are going to create monopolies where there'll be no freedom of price sure. to the customer there'll be no access to because there's only one bar mm. if they're only selling kenya breweries they're only selling kenya breweries mm. that kills other businesses sure yeah you'll mm. come you can't get into that you can't get onto the into mm. the fridge mm. yeah yeah so that it's an unstarter anyway but i don't even he he uh, came back and said that's not what he meant mm. so i think <laughs> that's an unstarter <laughs> yes let's take a break yeah. we'll come back and continue the conversation michael Mudami is the national chairman of the pubs, entertainment, uh, joints, restaurants association of Kenya, Perak. 
He's here to talk about the this business of pubs and restaurants. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. Michael, there's, if you'll remember what uh, the Kericho Senator was doing a couple of weeks ago, where he was leading the youth in raiding these places and saying these people are making um, illicit alcohol and selling it to the market. And this has been a complaint everywhere. Even Babayao was doing the same thing, leading those raids where they would go. And this time it's not about Chang'a, which has been, everything has been thrown into it. You'll find a yam, toner, clothes, <laughs> and some brown-looking thing. It's not that. It is actually some proper distillery. Still stuff, man. With uh, clear stuff. And they're saying that this is all illicit, illegal, counterfeit, everything, all manner of things. Why is there such a proliferation of those supposed cheap drinks in the market? I suppose uh, we might just be honest ourselves and say demand. Um, if there was no demand, there would be no supply. There'd, these people would not be making billions. So it's the demand for that drink or is the demand for a drink? No, it's the demand for a drink that is uh, that can uh, that someone with an empty pocket can pay for. Mm -hmm. The issue here is cost. Let's just be honest with ourselves. The average person right now, I think, cannot afford two to three beers a day. Mm. The way they used to relax, have a couple of beers. It's been pushed out of the, the pocket of the average Bwanainji. We've had three excise duty increments in the last 12 months or so. Mm -hmm. Two inflationary ones, one for the budget. We went, we were in parliament last year. We've gone with all the, from the KPMGs of this world and everything, shown them Show them why Tanzania is, the president talked about Tanzania is doing so much. Mm. You can show them exactly why the government is collecting so much money by taking less. Mm -hmm. While here, the mindset is just add, 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 <laughs> add. Who said they're looking for money? So it's yes, taxation. But that's, 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 that's the thing, it's counterintuitive. Mm. If, if they were to reduce the excise with this budgetary cycle they're doing, mm. Uh, let's say for the drink that is sold most and has got the biggest honor of revenue for the government tax wise, which is Senator. Okay. Or for East Africa Bureau of Breweries, the mm. one they, they call a keg. Yeah. Reduce excise on that. The taxes would go up. It's simple mathematics. The Lafa curve shows exactly what is going wrong. But I think they're just some poor treasury who they only know one day. Just walk us through this. So you're saying that if the excise tax is lowered, what will happen? People will consume because more. The, the cost will reduce. And if the cost reduces, yes, there are people who are knocked off senator because, because of, of the, the cost. cost and are now drinking those illicit drinks. They'll come back there. They'll come back there. It's something they know the the, the quality. The quality. Know it's coming from. It's available everywhere, and. Uh, for it's not only breweries that make these cakes, mm. there's True. also from other people, mm. yeah. So, there's no one sells here for breweries, mm. but they're independent, they're brewers. independent brewers. brewers, yes. And it that would just increase the amount of competition, everything, just tax things the way they're supposed to be taxed. You'll get the revenue you're going to get. Mm. The government would not be complaining. Now, the, so what, what they've pushed over to illicit, mm. I'll give you an example. I think I had some, even some figures somewhere. Illicit brews account for 490 million liters being consumed every year in this country. The government is losing about 85 billion on that alcohol in revenue. Mm. What 85 billion can do a lot for us, if we are being honest. So what does it look like? What should it look like? If we can just look, look at it, uh, we are saying that there's a demand for 
this alcohol. Yes. We're not saying there's a demand for the illicit brew. No. What we're saying is that there's a demand for alcohol, yeah. but there's a, a demand for alcohol that is affordable for the majority of folks. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, what has happened is that people then who are producing, manufacturing, right, then are manufacturing at a cheaper cost. It's not licensed because then again, ease of doing business yes. does not exist then for them. Yes. So it's somebody with a distiller in the backyard of his wherever doing something and then packaging the stuff. Mm. It's got a label on it. People are buying it for, you know, huge difference between that and what has actually been licensed. Yes. Right? So what are we saying now? That the call then is upon government to say, ease business for these guys. Let them be able to compete in this market yes. and deliver, because they're doing it anyway. Yeah. They're delivering this brew for a cheap price. They're going through the process. Mm. It's clean stuff, like we said. It's packaged properly. So are we saying essentially, allow them into the market legally, properly with the right channels you make more money as government and then everybody can be happy is that what you're saying michael no I, I, there's uh, there's a pitfall there <laughs> <laughs> there's um, the people who are already registered and making alcohol right now mm-hmm. um there's a very high they've been they're very highly they've been taxed out of competition mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. there are people who are making what you're talking now under the table yep mm-hmm. Of these people who are making under the table, first of all, we have to get into a way if they want to come into the market, just the way I think probably the president was talking about if you find a building, not don't knock it down mm. if he's talking about taxes. Mm. Then get these people, standardize their product. If it's not, close them down. Mm. Yes, or close them down, make sure they're standardized. Then if they are there, they opened quite a few of this them. This government that been does, down. Not, does not go after hustlers who are trying to make a living. <laughs> We are not. We are not fighting. <laughs> we are just being taxed out of our businesses. But you see, now this tax is now both national government, county government. I think we are just tired at the end of the day. I'm think, surprised we are not having a revolution. Do you think, Michael? There are people. There are some brewers out there. People mm. who are producing alcohol, but they are getting into the market cheaper because they are not putting their required stamps. Hundred percent. So there are those who are they're actually producing that's, proper that's legit. Yes, they're, they're producing pro- proper legit drinks. Yes, uh, they have gone through everything. They have kept certification and everything. The only thing they're not doing is that excise at the final point. Or maybe they are one for me, one for you. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that's why I think KRA, which I thought they had already done, because I had always assumed there was a KRA sta- officer stationed at each of our major brewers on the lines. Now they're saying they'll do it. They'll do it themselves, yes. which is interesting. Since it's not a brand new thing, there was always a KRA officer there. So I don't know if now they're just adding the number of KRA officers to be bribed or what they're doing. So we just need better fiscal policy from the government. What do you think needs to be done about the alcoholism problem? Because it is a problem. We know that there's a side of business where, you know, look, the president spoke about it. The deputy president spoke about it. There's a side of business where this tax needs to be collected. But there's also an underlying issue here. We're looking at uh, people easily consuming more alcohol over the last two, three years in this country. Young people as well, compared to the last 10 years. I mean, we've looked at the numbers. It's, It's true that we have, there is a problem and he alluded to such. What do you think needs to be done about this particular issue? And could that be 
perhaps if whether it was a latent call or otherwise to say look guys too many people are you know consuming and you know behaving in a manner that they shouldn't be personally i'm not one to put restrictions on people's what people do with their lives number mm. one mm-hmm. so i'm not one who will be there to tell you to stop drinking mm. i have actually been involved because i also have family members who have we have we have been down the other path mm. yes where you can actually see someone slowly finishing yep literally you see them becoming so you see you see someone finishing before your eyes mm-hmm. and the underlying cause you are seeing is alcohol find someone has some diseases whatever diabetes whatever it is it is an issue in our society and i think the only you cannot let's move away from this uh, our businesses okay. and talk about as humans yeah i say um <clears throat> the problem is deeper and it's the ills and the way our society has moved in my opinion we have families that don't talk to each other anymore mm. if you see the the <laughs> the clips that have been going around about like the lady in Moranga saying was asked your your husbands are coming they are beating you they are drunk she said no they enter we beat them then we scream that they are beating us so <laughs> yeah. so it's just ills though it's a light dot we have a lot of ills that are going on in our society mm. alcoholism being one of them why don't we treat the root causes sure. why are all these people who are having time to drink why are they not at work mm. we, they don't have jobs all right depression was not such a something talked about 15 years ago no. mm. now everybody is saying they have depression mm-hmm. and this uh, self reflection of people has i think we have gone through a point where now people are more self aware and they are treating their ills maybe with too much alcohol or drugs or whatever it may be mm. and you know, you know this is this is this, this is a, a cut before the horse the horse before the cut story here because if you look at what most people will say they're going through what they call depression they are probably just stressed you are in a situation and you don't know how to get out of it you you, you don't know the way for you actually can't see beyond the day mm. And this constant situation of hopelessness or helplessness brings about what you now what people now refer to as depression. But essentially, you are worried out of your wits. You don't know what to do. Now, alcohol does offer a very brief relief. Consumed in copious amounts, it also offers hangover thereafter. Okay, but alcoholism is not drunkenness. Alcoholism is a disease. People who are alcoholics are people whose systems actually cannot manage alcohol. They don't need to drink a whole crate to be drunk. They'll take two sips and they have a problem. So when people talk of alcoholism, people talk of drunkenness or they, what do you call abuse of alcohol. Sometimes it's a thin line, but our reference usually is to the excessive consumption of alcohol. Mm. Sure. And that is a problem because that feeling of euphoria that any drug gives you is what someone wants to be in. That, that state is something they desire to have constantly. So, right. so, so what is it that they do not want to confront or face? Because mm. these are not social drinkers. These are not people who have a drink to... Uh, whose preferences as, as opposed to a cup of tea they'll have a, a bottle of beer or a glass of wine these are people who need to drink mm. so it's something that the government avoids talking about and it must deal with it yes at a you know at a national level it's a yes. conversation i mean they've been told our mental health situation in the country is catastrophe mm. what what, what uh, did uh, the, the the task force call it a national emergency, emergency. yes yeah. so it's already been the government has been advised by a team that the government set up and the team of experts came and uh, said declare this thing a national emergency so that you, then you can dedicate resources towards addressing it yes the government has not there was mutai kagwe 
There is now Susan. What's her name? Rafula na Nachimicha. Yes, there's CS. There's a new government. There's a new president. There's a new PS. The same DG. No, the same DG for health. But they have not done anything about it. That's something, and we agree with you, Michael, that yes, the government ought to do this thing. Now, you, as people who are actually dealing with the people who are consuming alcohol, and you can be said you're the people who are actually facilitating the access to alcohol for these people. What do, what do you do? Like, is there any awareness program that you have, campaign that you have? Do you have anything like, um, we have a policy in our pub, if you come in and you have gotten to a certain uh, level of drunkenness, we will not sell you anymore. Do you have such kind of things, we will put you in a taxi or we have a karoom at the back where you will sleep? You can give you a place to sleep. Do you have such? Yes, we do. Uh -huh. And we have been, uh, we usually do them in conjunction with our trade partners. Sometimes, like now, the last one we had with the taxi, we had something, the taxi thing, had the NTSA, ABAC. We, those programs, they come in come out running mm -hmm. maybe this year on, this year. With COVID, I think there was quite a bit of a slowdown of a lot of programs. Okay. Uh, so I think we'll start seeing those things coming up from now. Do you have any program to support rehab services, like rehab centers? You know your customer and you know this customer, but the, the level they've gotten, maybe they need help and maybe they're just not able to get that help from elsewhere. We can recommend, we can, uh, so you can support rehab services. We do it, it you'll think it's a convoluted way, mm. but through our liquor license. Mm -hmm. Our liquor licenses, which I'll give Nakada one thing, is that when even it was devolved, it became a fund. It's not money that goes to a treasury. The core mandate of that fund is uh, to mitigate such things. Mm -hmm. So they're supposed to be building rehab centers, whatever. whether they've been built or not, it's another story yes, altogether. Okay. But uh, that's the main job of that fund. So when you pay that liquor license, like I'll give for example, I pay 80,000 a year, mm. that money is supposed to go directly to those jobs. That's what that money that's, is there that's for. That's a fund for that. That's, there is a fund for that. Okay. Yes. Now, so you calculate me, that's one. Mm. Calculate the number of bars. The number of bars in, yes. in Kenya. It, it adds that up. No, no, no. It's at the, the funds at county level. At county level. So, so every county that you look at, it's the a number few, of... It's a good few hundred million. But uh, show me how many rehab centers we have. Mm. What does your lobby do to advocate for such? Because you know very well that this is for the welfare of your customers. I'd be very to honest. Advocate we for, have a know, better uh, use of these funds, these resources. You've got the muscle. You are Perak. You are known countrywide. That is well and good. Mm. Uh, as you can see from the last time I was here, we are fighting the same <laughs> fights, whether it be about uh, the noise that you uh, make, noise or whatever it is. Mm. So these same uh, governors, that when we get to the table to discuss with them, now you want me to get into their slash funds. Yes. Uh, Actually, we do. Yes. Actually, yes. we do because when you talk about some of these funds, yeah, mm. there's one which is even more serious than yours. Mm. Okay? It's called a sports fund. Mm. Now, that one has, it's like discussed for another day, it has so much money, nobody wants to talk about it. But we must talk about these things mm. because what we're discussing here is a national a catastrophe. Yeah. It has to be discussed. So if there's money that was specifically allocated to try and alleviate or to try and provide a path to a solution to the problems that have been brought, 
because it is not the alcohol that brings the problem it is the problem that people have that leads them to the drinking of alcohol it's, it's not the other way around mm. yes although if if there was an actual we would be very for uh, the president creating a national tax force mm. to actually now do one thing we don't have we have uh, snippets and bits and bits here of data there is no real data set that has been collected like through the government mm. for a lot of the things that we need information for so even if you they were to say it's a national emergency and put resources they would not even know where to start i'll be very honest because they don't have the data part of that will be to start collecting data mm. you see once you declare it a national emergency then you say first we need to know mm. uh, we need to know the lay of the land we are going into a data collection when aids was declared a national emergency they started that mm. collecting data knowing what are we talking about what are we dealing with how do we respond basically what i am pushing for perak to do mm. is as an advocacy group as a lobby Yes. right much as you're lobbying yes for the welfare of the your members also lobby for the welfare of your some of your members are also part of the people who suffer alcoholism yes and your customers your number one stakeholder is affected yes you have the muscle how much lobbying can you do to make sure that this money that you are paying every year michael you're paying yes. eighty thousand shillings every year it goes to some kitty somewhere yeah. that that kitty actually benefits the people it ought to benefit let's hope the body gets where it's supposed to you be. know here you are paying the piper here so you can actually call, call the, the tune, tune. Mm. <laughs> let's hope so <laughs> we try let's see okay i've had some good things in the pipeline about what's happening there now mm. i think they want to become serious about uh, these things mm. i think there are a couple of people there from the governor's office the liquor board who are trying now because of all these issues we had mm. to show that there is work being done okay we've had some good things hopefully and as they say nairobi is the beginning if they start seeing stuff happen in nairobi it yes spread. it will spread mm. all right yeah your final message michael on this topic i think it would be just uh, let us do our business in peace reduce the taxes reduce the taxes um i know there's the uh, stamps that i don't know if you guys have talked about the increase in excise stamps yeah, yeah. that's coming and uh we are putting in our our, our submissions i think on the third of february mm -hmm. or seventh something like that it's just for the government to actually take into account the lay of the land what's happening right now if their point is to collect more taxes they should have a look at the taxes collected in the last three months they should look at alternatives like going after this illicit the last three months they had i think collected illicit alcohol like 280 billion worth all this is money they are trying to look for but they have it in their hands they're just not just spin it just spin it do something about it don't go out let 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 us reduce that exercise let's sell more alcohol to the, to the people who need to be sold who are drinking that illicit mm. who are drinking somewhere they drink they say even if you put off the lights we'll still continue drinking mm. that time it's the eyes that went mm. yeah let them drink things that at least have a cab stamp okay yes. basically just make it conducive for you to do your business yes don't harass the hustler 
don't harass the hustler. We, <laughs> I know there might be some uh, moral issues about alcohol, but still, mm. even Jesus had a drink. He turned water into wine. You know, we are told he turned water into wine. We told he drank it. <laughs> well, he endorsed the drink. That's the point. <laughs> no, no, My uh, God. <laughs> I am of Mofea, so <laughs> we believe that he was dishing out that wine with a slice of bread. Michael Vodami, chairman <laughs> of Perak. Thank you for joining us. Keep it here for more. Good morning. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.